0: Welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast, recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute, IMPRI, in New Delhi. I'm going in 10 seconds.
1: Very good evening to one and all. I am Dr. Somodip Chattopadhyay, Associate Professor in Economics, Bishop University and Senior Fellow, Impact and Policy Research Institute, New Delhi. On behalf of the Center for Habitat, Urban and Regional Studies, IMPRI, New Delhi, and team IMPRI, I welcome you all to this city conversation. And today uh, uh, the topic is governance of smart cities or smart governance. Uh, Actually there is, Uh, uh, The one thing is cities are expected to house almost half of the India's population and contribute three-fourths of India's GDP in the coming decade. And there is no denying that the poor water supply, public sanitation, education, healthcare, and lack of other urban infrastructure combined with the local governance deficits seriously undermine their growth potential as well as making them unlivable. Now the uh, cities are under serious threat uh, from the COVID 19. And clearly, the COVID 19 is an urban crisis in the way it has in differential impacts on those in the slums and informal settlements. And the Indian cities have set the urban development goals uh, through various programs. So, among them, the Smart Cities Mission was uh, launched in 2015 to deliver livability, economic stability, and sustainability to its urban residents. Uh, through adoption of context specific solutions supported by robust it connectivity digitalization and improved governance in 100 cities the central government utilized the indian smart city challenge uh, to select the cities for smart city development based on the objective criteria and the merit of the smart city proposals and after 2014 the very idea of the uh, smart cities mission experienced a marked shift in focus from uh, greenfield development to uh, to, to, to brownfield development and the orientation moved from the construction of 100 new smart cities to making the existing cities smarts, smart. And the smart cities are envisioned as exclusive spaces in the form of uh, residential townships, business improvement districts, special economic zones, et cetera, which would attract global capital investment and also offer high standard of living uh, with amenities and comparable to affluent, affluent cities of the developed world. And but the, given the local capacity problem at the city level, the private consultant firms have been engaged uh, for preparing the concept of plan uh, to consolidate the city's future vision and the sustainable revenue model to, to attract the private participation. And also the central guidelines explicitly uphold the participatory ethos uh, through emphasis on citizen driven smart city proposals from the beginning. So participatory imaginary is supposed to be achieved Uh, through citizen consultation, including active participation of groups of people uh, such as uh, resident welfare association, taxpayer association, senior citizens, some groups association and so on. But so so smart city initiatives now involve a growing number of stakeholders, municipal government, state, consultancies, private corporations, and the actual implementation of the missions are contingent on the very complex interplay between these uh, various groups. And there is one criticism of the smart cities around the world, and, and so is in India that these cities are failing to put at the center, pip, to put the people at the center of planning and are ex- planning, and people are ex- and, and, and these cities are excluding the marginalized groups. The idea of smart cities uh, using the information technology to improve quality of life and, and deliver the more efficient and sustainable urban services to, to the citizens has not played out in practice. But, but technology and innovation hold great potential to contribute to the sustainable development in the cities if we if we use them in a right way. We may take the example of Seoul. The city has used its citizens as mayor philosophy for smart cities and approach, which aims to equip the citizens with the some real some time access to the information as the mayor. And during the COVID-19, Seoul has gone farther than the most cities in making information about the COVID-19 outbreak in the city accessible to all the citizens. But but, but but in India also as of today, uh, uh, I think have 45 cities, they have the operational integrated command and control centers, ICCC, set up under the smart cities mission. And essentially uh, the smart cities project since the introduction in India has gathered both applause as well as criticism. And despite the mixed responses has successfully rewired the very imagination of the city making in India. And the central question is, what smart cities are if they cannot help us live a good, healthy life? So, it is important to understand the implementation of the smart cities mission in India and how it transforms and mutates the existing governance structures and the progressive policies. Uh, the Center for Habitat, Urban and Regional Studies at Imprey, along with the Industrial Global and the Citymakers Mission International, has launched a discussion series The State of Cities, the City Conversation. In this talk series, we, we plan to engage with experts on urban and regional studies to understand the challenges of urbanization and the making the city sustainable and, and, and inclusive. And uh, today evening, we are delighted to have with us Professor Tathayvato Chatterjee, uh, who is the Professor of Urban Management and Governance at Xavier University of And in his lecture titled, Governance of Smart Cities or Smart Governance, uh, professor Chatterjee today plans to analyze the smart city governance paradigm through the lens of the good governance framework. And just uh, before uh, uh, the beginning of his lecture, let me, as a, as a customer, let me just give a brief introduction of Professor Chatterjee. Uh, professor Chatterjee, as I mentioned, is the professor of admin management and governance at Xavier University of Indonesia and an associate editor governance for Frontiers in Sustainable Cities Journal. He had published. Uh, two books, Local Mediation of Global Forces in Transformation of the Urban Fringe and Citadels of Glass, India's New Suburban Landscape. He received the prestigious George Albers Award in 2016 uh, from the International Society for City and Regional Planners for his research on urban governance in India. He has a doctorate in urban planning and governance from the University of Queensland, Australia. So uh, may I now request Professor Chatterjee to uh, deliver his talk. On governance of smart cities and smart governance. Over to you, Professor Chatterjee.
2: Thank you so much, uh, Professor uh, Chaturvedi. Really delighted to be here, and thank you very much, um, uh, Dr. Arjun Kumar, uh, for the uh, invitation. It's um, uh, really um, a great opportunity and um, to connect with um, uh, uh, you and um, to a larger uh, audience. So um, I'll be talking uh, about um, um, the governance of smart cities or smart uh, urban governance.
0: We just lost the slide.
2: Yes. Yeah, just a minute. Um, Now, India, um, it's uh, really going through a momentous uh, urban change, Um, although in percentage terms India's urbanization level, uh, it's still well below uh, many other um, neighboring countries, for example, um, China or um, Indonesia. Uh, two other very big uh, populous Asian countries. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, in absolute number terms, uh, India's uh, urban uh, change that's happening, that's really mind-boggling. Presently, um, in 2011, uh, India's uh, urban population was about um, 377 uh, odd million. Uh, And now in 2020, as per the um, uh, projections, uh, the census is uh, due next year, uh, as per the projections of um, uh, United Nations uh, world population uh, prospects, uh, we are already about 35% in 2020. So that makes it about 483 million or so. And by 2030, India's urban population uh, is going to reach the 40% benchmark, or um, about 606 uh, million uh, population. Now, the percentage terms uh, does not really bring out the full uh, uh, picture. You know I mean? uh, It is easy to say that we are not substantially urbanized. Uh, But the change that's happening, that's really momentous. Um, You know, I mean, this uh, 124 million uh, odd uh, people that would uh, get urbanized uh, between 2020 and 2030, the next uh, 10 years. So that's equivalent to 15 cities the size of Bangalore in scale. So that's really huge in number. but the point is, we are not building 15 new Bangalores. Uh, the change that is happening are happening in, in a small incremental manners uh, by um, many of the small rural areas uh, urbanizing uh, in a creeping manner. Um, that's why, you know, I mean, uh, during the 2001 to 2011 um, uh, census decade, Um, the change, um, the urbanization that happened, about one third of the urbanization happened um, through census towns. So the towns which uh, meet the census requirements, but they are not uh, governed as uh, cities. So in India, we have uh, some amount of dichotomy in the um, urbanization process. There are two uh, big uh, uh, defining phenomenon in uh, India's urbanization process. One is that on the top, we are having large uh, metropolitan regions, uh, which are the true drivers of the growth. As we recently saw in the case of the uh, pandemic lockdown, that uh, when this um, the second phase of lockdown were announced, um, Almost all the major um, urban centers were uh, under lockdown, and as uh, Professor Chaturbate has just rightly mentioned, uh, is that um, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, is, is very much is an urban uh, phenomenon, and I think I mean there was an inadequate understanding of the urbanness of the uh, pandemic, and which uh, kind of created a problem in the decision-making process. The globally, uh, according to United Nations, about 90 percent of the global pandemic cases are uh, urban. In India, also, I mean, over eighty percent of the pandemic uh, are uh, urban. Um, so, um, but what what is not easily understood? We in India uh, tend to think uh, urban and rural as kind of, you know, I mean, two uh, polar opposites. Uh, But there are a lot of strong uh, interrelations between urbanization and even the rural economy. Um, Because uh, in India, the urbanization process is driven not so much by the growth in uh, industries. The uh, industry-led industrial revolution was the first trigger behind the first major wave of urbanization that happened in the uh, 18th and 19th century in europe uh, and, and america uh, but in india and, and uh, more recently in china but in india the urbanization is happening not so much due to industrialization but rather driven by growth in the service sector on the one hand which are concentrated in the uh, large metropolitan regions on the other hand Due to uh, the slowdown of the rural economy, which is pushing uh, large numbers of people from the urban areas to the uh, uh, from from the rural areas to the cities. So on the one hand, we have the cities growing, but there are not enough uh, adequate numbers of jobs have been created in the cities. The good jobs. So we have a large informal sector uh, in the cities. Um, And also, um, the urbanization that's happening in India is also qualitatively different from urbanization in China or uh, Indonesia, is that we are not having a population shift. So even though India is urbanizing at a uh, steady rate, but India would continue to remain fairly rural as well. So we have both the urban and the rural moving on simultaneously, but the population is uh, shifting, not in a wholesale manner, but rather in uh, piecemeal, small bits and pieces, the rural areas are also transforming, Uh, occupational shifts are happening in the rural areas. Uh, So it is a very complicated pattern of uh, urbanization that's uh, unfolding uh, in India. The government in India had, since the um, uh, 90s, uh, been quite active on the urban front. Um, In 1992, the uh, 74th Amendment uh, Act was uh, enacted, uh, which empowered the city governments. Uh, Although the um, unfolding of the the implementation of that act had not been Uh, very good and I mean and also hugely uneven Uh, as again we saw in the case of uh, uh, pandemic that in Kerala that uh, the city governments are empowered but in most other states the city governments are um, still very inadequately uh, uh, empowered. Um, The mayor's are uh, not um, the real decision makers of the cities. a major change happened in 2005, uh, when the JNNNURM program was launched. It was the first big ticket uh, investment by the central government uh, in the urban sector. Um, the NURM reforms sought to, um, it was a, a reform uh, which sought to bring in uh, certain changes uh, in the way the cities are functioned the funds, and the initially the about 63 or 65 cities were identified for funding under JNNURM. But the release of funds were conditional to the state governments devolving certain functions to the cities and also making certain changes in the urban governance systems. Uh, do away with some uh, rules and re- regulations like uh, Land Seizing Act, Rent Control Act, etc. Um, so the JNNNURM program was in vogue for about um, uh, 10 years, from 2005 to 2015, and then, then 2015, uh, with the uh, NDA government uh, coming in power, um, Several new schemes, uh, urban centric, centric programs were launched. Uh, one is the two big ones one is the uh, Amruth, uh, Ottawa uh, Mission for uh, Urban uh, Rejuvenation and Transformation, which basically carries forward what began under JNNURM. Um, so, uh, although there were some uh, changes in the initiative, in JNNURM, uh, the reforms were uh, um, the primary conditions behind the I mean, uh, disbursement of funds. In Amrut, uh, the lending criteria were uh, changed uh, to some extent to uh, incentivize reforms, not to make it a compuls- compulsory um, things. Um, and along with Amrut, um, the Smart Cities Program was uh, launched. Uh, as uh, Professor Chattopata has uh, mentioned, it was a very ambitious program which sought to Kind of, you know, I mean, jumpstart the Indian urban sector by uh, making it um, the quality of life uh, comparable um, uh, to the global standard, have world class cities in India with high class uh, infrastructure through technology infusion. And now uh, we are the smart cities program, it's now um, uh, running in its uh, fifth year. Uh, So it is a very good opportunity to take a relook about uh, how the program uh, is going. But, you know, I mean, if we need to analyze the smart city program, we need to um, see it in the backdrop of overall urban governance systems in India. So there are, you know, I mean, uh, Mm, uh, we talk about uh, three aspects funds functions and functionaries um, so um, indian cities are somewhat devoid uh, deficient in all three aspects uh, funds functions and uh, functionaries um, the devolution of the fu- uh, functions uh, stipulated under um, the 74th uh, amendment uh, Act is still uh, very patchy and uneven uh, across the uh, country. Some states like um, uh, Gujarat, Maharashtra, uh, Kerala has uh, been uh, devolved quite a large number of uh, functions, uh, but there are many other states uh, where the devolution has uh, not followed uh, uh, that much. Me, also major problems remains about the function funding of the city governments. Uh, the cities are facing huge internal uh, revenue deficit. Uh, almost all major cities in India, barring few like Mumbai or Gurgaon, etc., uh, who has got a large uh, property tax base. Um, they are uh, not uh, having um, adequate uh, internal uh, revenue streams, uh, and external sources of funds are also problematic. The funds do not flow in on time. Uh, there are state governments uh, are uh, supposed to disburse uh, funds through state finance commissions, but I mean the process is not. Uh, very smooth, uh, it is uh, not a timely uh, aspect. So municipal revenue as percentage of GDP in India is just about 1%, whereas uh, other uh, BRICS countries like uh, Brazil or South Africa, where they're uh, in the tune of 6 or 7%. Um, so the cities are devoid in terms of uh, their internal fundings. The third is about the all, uh, most all cities in India have uh, internal capacity deficits. Uh, and as Professor Chhatopadhyay mentioned, so that was a, a reason behind which the government appointed uh, well known consultants to um, carry forward the smart cities uh, mission. Uh, but, you know, I mean, before we come to the Indian smart cities uh, mission, we need to, you know, I mean, locate um, the smart cities in a a global uh, framework as we try to emulate um, the other advanced countries, we need to understand how the smart cities are being done in other countries. Um, Broadly speaking, the notion of smart cities uh, at a global scale had followed three broad trajectories. Uh, One is a technology focus. The second, there is a human resource focus. The third is a governance focus. So so some cities which are focused on technologies, uh, you try to uh, apply smart computing technologies to make um, critical infrastructure uh, and components for uh, services uh, of the cities. Um, Some cities are trying to uh, focus on human resources. So uh, these are the cities which are essentially Uh, targeted for very highly educated uh, population base. Uh, For example, Sangdo in um, uh, South Korea, or Mazdar City uh, in um, uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, UAE. So these are the cities which are uh, thought thought to be smart cities for a very uh, elite kind of uh, audience. In the United States, there is uh, the Princeton, uh, New Jersey area, which is a major education hub. Uh, The Randstad area in uh, Netherlands. So these are very uh, human resource uh, driven uh, smart cities. Thirdly, there is a governance focus, um, where the focus of the smart cities mission has been to increase stakeholder engagement and having a user-centric a uh, people-centric uh, focus to use the smart city uh, processes to increase the uh, um, between the people and the city, uh, to reduce the communication gap between the city and government and the people. So, there are no universally acceptable definitions of smart cities, but what uh, category? Uh, um, says is kind of, you know, I mean, a very overarching definition, and I kind of like that. Uh, It says that a city which is um, uh, smart when investment, which does investments in human capital as well as in social capital, uh, which focuses on the traditional transport uh, uh, means of uh, infrastructure transport to modern communication infrastructure to fuel sustainable economic growth, as well as high quality of life through wise management of natural resources through participatory governance. So it kind of, I mean, ticks uh, all the boxes and uh, it's kind of a very overarching uh, definition. But the role of the uh, government in the smart cities, um, that has been kind of, (laughs) <laughs> again, uh, if we look at the governance aspect of the smart cities, um, then again there had been different notions. So, what do we mean by the role of the government of the smart cities? On on the one hand, it could it be a government for a city which is already a smart city. Then the focus is basically on improving the administrative criteria and the policy uh, uh, making processes. Uh, or it is: do we really mean by smart decision making, where innovative decision processes uh, making processes are emphasized? Or what do we, do we mean by smart, smartening up the administration of the city, uh, where uh, through uh, innovative uh, organizational management, uh, management inf- information systems, robust management information systems, um, focus on the quality improvement of the staff uh, of the uh, city administration? And thirdly, um, we have a smart, urban collaboration again the focus here is on uh, the networks uh, networks and the participants and i mean uh, through citizen engagement so within the smart city governance space also there are i mean uh, three broad areas of focus on the decision making aspect the administrative aspect and the collaboration uh, aspect Again, when it comes to the um, unfolding of the smart cities mission, um, how the process of the smart city missions are driven. In there there is a big difference from the Indian smart cities with other smart cities in the world. For example, uh, this is uh, New York, um, where the smart city mission had been driven by um, the city governments. In most cases, whether in New York or Amsterdam or uh, Vienna or other uh, major smart cities or uh, Barcelona, where the smart city notions had been driven by the city governments. Whereas in India, we have a different process in which the central government had been the driver behind the smart city uh, notion. Uh, so. Um, here, I mean, the smart city uh, process in India has sought to uh, include uh, a top down vision along with a bottom up uh, uh, participation. On the one hand, it is a f- uh, mission which is funded by the central government, so there are certain uh, rules and regulations guided by the Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs. At the same time, there was a scope for the cities to uh, define their own uh, priorities. So smart cities globally had been, again, two types. Those are either they're outcome-oriented, where there is a technology seen as an enabler for improvement in the quality of life, um, and there are definite material outputs, betterment of the water supplies, uh, improvement in the traffic. flows, uh, better waste uh, collection, uh, etc. Or they could be also focused on process-oriented, where uh, there are emphasis is on active citizenship or co-creating uh, cities, um, as in the case of uh, Barcelona or uh, Medellin in uh, Colombia. So. Where does this Indian Smart Cities uh, mission fit in? As uh, I was just uh, mentioning, uh, that the Indian Smart Cities has um, a top-down as well as a a bottom-up vision. So the funding pattern of the Smart Cities uh, mission in India In the the state government and the central government has a 50-50 share. Um, The Smart Cities, as of now, uh, according to the Ministry uh, ministry, uh, website, the Smart Cities website, uh, serves about 25% of the urban population. And the total project cost uh, as of now is about uh, 205,000 crores. Out of which, there are two components, the area-based development, uh, which focuses on about 4% of the city's uh, area, uh, uh, which is basically an urban renewal component. And then there is a pan-city component, which focuses on improving the um, uh, infrastructure of the city uh, through technology uh, focus, uh, which uh, has got about 20% uh, funding. The smart cities brought in um, a new institutional architecture of governance, um, the, the special purpose vehicle, which is constituted under the um, uh, Companies Act. So, which sought to uh, overcome some of the deficiencies in the urban governance system in India. So, the you know, SPVs were sought to be professionally managed, bring in a single point responsibility and which would be being set up under the Companies Act. So they would be uh, better in accessing some of the capital market funds, uh, because um, uh, it is quite uh, well realized that the government, uh, nowhere in the world, has that kind of money to uh, really improve um, quality of the entire city. So there is a need to tap uh, municipal bonds and other kinds of I mean, um, uh capital market uh, funds also those uh, being set up under the companies act uh, the spvs uh, have about, allows about 40% uh, stake uh, private participation although the majority always remains in the hands of the government Uh, So, there could be either the state and they will be in a 50-50 partnership, or the state will be in the private sector in a 40-40-20 or uh, 30-30-40 partnerships. Although, uh, until now, the private uh, capital infusion in the smart cities is very limited. Uh, I think, I mean, until now, uh, almost uh, all the smart cities are uh, uh, state-driven. So, in that sense, uh, drawing private capital for smart city development the existing smart cities uh, had not really materialized uh, that much. But the larger question remains, are our smart cities meeting our priorities? I mean, I will give examples based in Bhubaneswar, uh, the city where I am based in, and Bhubaneswar also happened to be the city which uh, Ranked first in the first round of the smart cities, it's uh, um, uh, the s- smartest city in that sense. Um, this uh, Bhuvaneshwar smart city proposal uh, was uh, had a lot of inputs from uh, diverse uh, sets of uh, actors uh, within the city, and it was a kind of a people-centric vision of a smart city. But. Our- Uh, Is the smart city really meeting the people's aspirations? Every other day, when there is a uh, a flooding in the city, waterlogging, the newspaper headlines cry that the smart city is waterlogged. Um, The point is that the smart city funds are not uh, there for the uh, improvement in the uh, basic infrastructure, which is supposed to be taken up under the Amrut scheme. And all smart cities are also uh, Amrut cities. So in that way, there is a convergence between the uh, Amrut and the smart cities. But for the people at large, uh, the question, I mean, they don't go into that uh, intricacies. The question remains, I mean, what are the um, uh, smart cities being delivering? On the one hand, we have one segment of the city uh, in Bhubaneshpur, it is the Janpath corridor, which is being uh, beautified, which is already well-developed part of the city. Um, and the uh, government offices uh, and the government areas, uh, which was uh, the Koenigsberger plant uh, part of the uh, Bhubaneshpur city. But vast parts of the city are not touched by the Smart City uh, initiative. Presently, in the case of COVID-19, the smart cities had played uh, definitely a very important role. Uh, Many of the integrated command and control centers functioned as the uh, COVID war rooms. Uh, So they helped in um, managing the lockdown uh, process, Uh, lockdown rules and regulations, the violations, There was GIS based uh, tracking and monitoring of the COVID 19 cases. So, this is uh, uh, Varanasi smart city, uh, which had been uh, at the forefront of uh, using uh, GIS uh, tracking uh, mechanism. Uh, It is, I mean, uh, developed apps to facilitate um, uh, citizen uh, information. About uh, beds availability in uh, different uh, hospitals. So, that is definitely a very uh, welcome feature. There had also been very innovative uh, applications of the smart cities, as in the case of Raipur, uh, where um, delivery of foods and medicines have been uh, controlled uh, through the uh, smart cities uh, command and control center to <coughs> uh, deliver uh, the foods and uh, medicine to the people, uh, the needy people. So those are definitely good aspects uh, of the uh, Smart Cities mission. And the lesson that we can learn out of that is that we definitely require a city level platform for uh, integrated data governance, um, which would facilitate evidence-based decision making uh, at an urban scale bring uh, data integration between uh, multiple sources and uh, agencies, and also, at the same time, uh, make the data accessible and um, um, focus on wide uh, dissemination. And, of course, I mean, uh, data then could be a way to engage with the uh, people, uh, citizen engagement. But the point is, how much the budget that the ICC has. Again, I'm uh, focusing here on the bhubaneswar Smart City. 80% of the Smart City's budget actually goes for the area-based development, which is a, a real estate uh, component or urban renewal for a very uh, limited part of the city. For the entire budget, of the ambitious 4,537 crore uh, smart city budget, only 854 uh, crores are for the command and control center. So I think you know, I mean, as we are now stepping into the f- uh, fifth year of the uh, smart cities uh, mission, we need to relook uh, at the mission and its priorities. Is the mission, uh, smart cities' mission, is it delivering uh, integrated planning? Um, So if we look uh, at the planning process, there are different plans in Vogue uh, for the city from the perspective plan which covers, uh, which is being handled by the housing and urban development department. To the um, then the Bhuguneshwar De- uh, Development Authority uh, handles the comprehensive development plan. Uh, then the central mission, the city development plan, was handled by the Development Authority. City sanitation plan was handled by the Municipal Corporation. The slum-free uh, city plan is being handled by the Municipal Corporation. The smart city plan is again handled by the Smart City SPV. The, Environmental Management Plan are again handled by the Orissa Population Control Board. And then there is a uh, Disaster Management Plan, uh, which are handled by the Punisher Municipal Corporation, as well as the State uh, Disaster Management Authority. So, um, the Smart City Plan is only one component of the overarching planning process of the city. So, there are uh, multiplicity of agencies there. On the one uh, other hand, we see that there is a hugely fragmented governance uh, system in place, uh, uh, as in the case of uh, and which is kind of proof in, uh, for many other Indian cities as well. The Bhubanasar Development Authority is in charge of the planning, whereas water supply is handled by the um, PHEE, that is a Public Health Engineering uh, Department, then there is a smart city is limited, which handles the smart city mission, Amruth PMAY, Swajwarat Mission, National Urban Livelihood Mission. Those funds are being uh, managed by the municipal corporation. The smart city is sought to bring in um, smart governance, like I mean uh, bringing in the special purpose vehicle. But I think that the special purpose vehicle Uh, also has uh, suffers from certain uh, deficits. Um, On firstly, there is an uh, issue of leadership. So who is in charge, really in charge of the city? Is it the mayor who is in charge of the city or the municipal commissioner is in charge of the, the city or the chairman of the development authority is in charge of the city? The smart city has got a CEO In many cities, as in Bhubaneswar and also many other cities, the uh, Development Authority chairperson and the Municipal Commissioner commissioner, uh, are simultaneously handling the uh, Smart City uh, SPV. So, there is an institutional fragmentation, but at a personal level, there is an integration. So the commissioner of the municipality is wearing two hats, one that of a um, uh, municipal commissioner, one that of a smart city uh, uh, CEO. Further to that, that the uh, the CEOs of the smart cities are frequently also transferred. So uh, the municipal commissioners uh, frequently get transferred after uh, one year or uh, two years. There is a study done by Janagra Foundation, uh, which shows that the municipal commissioners in India, uh, on an average, have a tenure of about uh, uh, nine to uh, 10 months. So there is a municipal uh, leadership deficit. Um, So then also the question comes, what are the planning priorities? To whom are the smart cities responsible? Are they responsible to the uh, people of the city or they are uh, responsible to the stakeholders? There are also questions about accountability and uh, transparency. Uh, Are they responsible for the shareholders? What happens when there are uh, uh, private participation in the city? Are we going to outsource governance? To whom are the smart cities? Uh, and who is then in charge of the uh, data? The smart cities are in charge of, I mean, uh, gathering a huge amount of data. Uh, what, what is then the happens in the case of the data security? So these are certain questions. Of course, uh, there are also issues of equity. In Indian cities, uh, almost 50% of the cities are uh, informal sector. So, how does this uh, smart city uh, interface with the uh, urban informal sector? Um, <clears throat> so, this is from a book uh, book chapter that myself and my colleague Sowmya um, uh, wrote. Uh, so, there are a lot of questions from the uh, angles of um, um, smart city from the angle of good governance. I think you know, I mean that there is a time now to Rethink the smart city mission and uh, link it up with the sustainable development goals. Uh, The government of India has also uh, uh, signed in that, uh, and the NITI AYOK has been made as the uh, agency in charge of, I mean, uh, dovetailing the planning priorities at the state level with the sustainable development goals framework. initiated by the United Nations. So India is one of the major countries in that. Um, so within that Smart uh, uh, sustainable development goals framework, there is a uh, sustainable cities, the SDG 11, which form, forms an uh, important component. Uh, in fact, it is the only spatial component, whereas the other uh, goals are the uh, sectoral goals. By fo- dovetailing the smart cities uh, mission uh, with the Sustainable Development Goals vision, for each of the Sustainable Development Goals, uh, there are um, uh, targets and within this, each of these targets, then there are uh, de- uh, parameters. So, uh, affordable housing, affordable sustainable transport- uh, transportation, uh, urban inclusivity, disaster management, environmental aspects. So, I think by dovetailing the Smart Cities mission with the Uh, sustainable development goals vision, we can realign our priorities in a much more uh, uh, better way, uh, which would help in evidence-based planning. So many of those uh, central missions has got uh, convergence with uh, the uh, sustainable development goals. Uh, So I think the time is there now to have a more integrated vision Uh, for uh, planning at the city level, and the um, integrated command and control centers would become the repository of the data uh, to monitor progress of planning at the city level to uh, benchmark progress uh, towards attainment of the uh, sustainable uh, development goals. So as I come towards the end, uh so we need to move away from a vision of a smart city uh, to a smart city governance. I mean, unless we improve the governance system of the city, uh, we uh, cannot really uh, have a smart city uh, which is uh, effective and efficient, uh, participatory, which is uh, consensus-oriented, accountable, transparent, uh, responsive, uh, equitable, and inclusive. Okay, Uh, with this, uh, I, I mean, uh, end my uh, lecture and I'm open to uh, questions.
1: Uh, Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, Professor Chatterjee for your excellent and very insightful presentation. Uh, Yes, you have, uh, first of all, in your presentation, it is very much clear that uh, even the definition of smart cities is very much, uh, it's not clear, very much clear. What do you really understand by the smart cities? And you uh, mentioned about uh, one definition which is overarching in your uh, lecture that, uh, by Karagliu. Uh, and that has even one important component of participatory governance. And in fact, also you have mentioned that uh, the differ- the, how the smart city concept is different from the smart city concept, which are actually been in practice in the other parts of the world. Uh, in the other developed developed countries and you also focus on that the smart cities have a focus technology focus human resource focus governance focus so these are uh, these are all important and also uh, during the course of your lecture I think it it, it it is it is very much evident from your lecture that it is very much important to strengthen the link between the people and the city so so and 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 very rightly sir you have pointed out uh, in terms of evaluation of the smart cities it is very much important to distinguish between uh, the outcome or versus the process that means whether we want to evaluate uh, the smart cities in terms of its out, uh, outcome or should we evaluate the smart cities in terms of the processes okay so 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 for example uh, in the context of I- indian Smart cities. Uh, it's, it's it's a uh, typical combination of both the top-down approach as well as the bottom-up planning processes. Because, for the example, the SPPs, the way the central government is actually pushing the smart cities proposal and promoting the uh, special purpose vehicle, it signals the top-down approach. But at the same time, if we go to go by the smart cities mission document, then there is there has been a specific focus on the uh, the, the bottom-up. Uh, uh, bottom-up planning approaches. So this is very much uh, crucial. And also you mentioned that this, this, this smart city mission is actually creating a new institutional structure. Uh, in the context of the Indian cities uh, uh, through the involvement of the professionally managed the special, pur- uh, special uh, purpose vehicle. But again, uh, the thing is, uh, uh, what are the outcomes? So you, you actually uh, you also specifically uh, very much, uh, very rightly uh, have raised some of the important uh, concerns and one important concern is really uh, very much appreciate that are the smart city mission uh, really meeting the people's priorities and 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 there you mentioned about the funding which are available for the smart cities development and as per your uh, uh, lecture it is quite clear that the funds are not available for the basic services uh, you have shown the uh, picture of oveneshwar city which is completely inundated by the flood and all these things so it's a very, it's, it's a serious it's a serious concern and money is used to uh, beautify the already developed part of the city so 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 that is uh, I make a small,
2: a small uh, interjection yes, here yes, it sir. is not to i mean it is not to say that the funds are not available for uh, the infrastructure uh, i mean there are funds available for uh, other infrastructure under different uh, programs uh, but then it becomes uh, bringing the convergence
1: convergence yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes no in fact in fact there are also con- you, you mentioned about the convergence from amrut mission but also yes, there is a possibility of convergence from a smart, a such bharat mission for example of course, of course. okay so scope. there are lots uh, there are lots of uh, uh, scope for uh, convergence and at the same time you also mentioned about some of the positives in the form of the integrated command and control center you mentioned about the uh, the uh, icc's role in real time tracking of covid cases in, mm-hmm. I think in Baranosi, and also you mentioned about the Delhi Guardian of in several other cities. I mean, several other cities.
2: Uh, Pune had also, uh, Pune, Surat, uh, had also uh, done very uh, commendable job uh, in uh, that area, and in mean, several other uh, command and control sectors. My, my, my main point is that, uh, see, I mean, if we decipher the budget, uh, uh, again, um, so uh, what we see that the real smart component in the smart cities, that is a command and control center, where the budget is very small. The other aspects of the smart cities, um, again, I'll give you, within even within the pan-city component, uh, there are, uh, there is a big budget for a common payment card, I'm giving the example of Bhoon and So, common payment card is supposed to be a payment card which would be uh, uh, useful for um, uh, traveling in different modes of uh, public transport, uh, which is quite common in many western cities um, where you have uh, one card to travel from multiple uh, modes of transport. But when the public transport itself is highly inadequate, uh, where
1: uh, the, the utility the, of the smart cards the
2: utility of that smart card, uh, it's very less. And then the, I mean that is why you know, I mean, in, in the case of share the uptake of that smart card is very low. Right. So when that smart card was rolled out, uh, it is uh, through ICICI Bank, but only a few hundred cards have been uh, applied uh, by people because the, when the public transport system itself is not the back, uh, the backbone of the public transport system is weak. So then, how do you expect people to use the common card to transfer from one mode
1: to another? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. In in fact, in fact, also uh, at the uh, within the same thing, you have also mentioned about the multiple organisation and or the fragmented governance structure which seriously limit the scope of uh, smart administration and the smart collaboration, which uh, at the same time you mentioned about the, the two hallmarks of, uh, of the smart, entire smart cities program, uh, successful smart cities program, which were there in the other developed cities. So it is really creating a, 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 a it's, it's a serious lacuna. Like you also mentioned like who is in the charge of the cities. It's a very fundamental question. So these are, uh, uh, and, and and another important aspect on which I would like to, uh, in fact we would like to know a lot like how the smart cities mission interact and integrate with the informal segment of the cities you mentioned about one of the book chapters uh, which you co-authored uh, mm-hmm. if you uh, so i think uh, I, I would request you to please uh, just uh, elaborate share i can, uh, share, share, uh, I can yes.
2: definitely share that with you
1: and also, if you please just elaborate on this particular aspect because this is very much important, like, 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 what is the problem and how this uh, informal uh, segment of the cities, they can be integrated or, uh, or, or they can be incorporated uh, within the entire smart cities framework, like we are talking about the smart governance, but this informal sector, if we go by the traditional definition, they are the uh, unsmart poor part. So mm-hmm. how to, how to, integrate the smart version with this unsmart vision yeah
2: so so here i um, will uh, uh, give you two examples um i uh, i give the example based on Bhubaneswar itself uh, you see i mean uh, let's say uh, take the case of i mean um, street vendors now uh, Bhubaneswar had been one of the better cities uh, in terms of in uh, implementing the street vendors act So so the city has uh, demarcated uh, the vending zones and non-vending zones, uh, and uh, given the badges to the vendors, uh, etc. So even when this uh, here, I mean, there was a definite case of interface uh, happened because, you know, in that area where the smart, uh, area-based development component of the smart city is, uh, that is the uh, uh, station-built area, um, uh, Master Canteen, it's called in Bhubaneswar, uh, Master Canteen and the Janpath Corridor, which being the main uh, retail uh, street uh, of the city. So there are large numbers of uh, urban informal sector in that uh, area so um, initially they, there was some apprehension uh, that whether there will be uh, large scale evictions and all but the state government here is a fairly uh, sensitive uh, state government and um, so um, there had been some uh, small uh, issues here and there but by and large uh, the process of i mean accommodating the um, Uh, informal sector had been done um, fairly well, but that is not really the case of many other cities. And even in Manishwar, there are, I mean, uh, areas uh, where the um, um, Street Vendors Act, I mean, uh, you you are supposed to uh, set up uh, ward committees uh, for uh, each ward. Um, so there are some wards where the ward committees are not there. Even if the ward committee is there, the, the um, uh, minutes, uh, the meetings don't happen regularly, or even if it happens, the minutes are not transpired. Uh, so you know, I mean if you if it is a really smart city, then you would expect that uh, that um, this uh, information is out in the public domain. You know, I mean, the uh, meetings of the ward committees. So, 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 uh, and so, do, uh, and so do, those are the uh, institutional means through which uh, participation of the informal sector happens. Um, but uh, Bhujnashar had been one of the few cities where. Um, this uh, uh, street vendors act have been well implemented fairly well implemented not 100 percent but i mean fairly well implemented but there are several other cities uh, where uh, the, there had been huge problems with the un- uh, uh, informal sector as again uh, we saw in the case of uh, pandemic some of the uh, some so-called smart cities faced a lot of problems with uh, uh, urban uh, informal sector so what is- what then becomes the definition of a smart city? Is it smartness only in physical infrastructure sense or it is uh, in people sense? So I think these are some of the larger questions we need to uh, engage uh, upon. Uh, And also, um, in the name of um, engagement with the informal sector, there is a, you know, I mean, there is now a move to rehabilitate a lot of people, uh, the some dwellers, through, uh, through um, state-led uh, affordable housing uh, programs. But we studied some of <clears throat> these programs and we found that almost in no cases that the issue of livelihood is not taken into account. So uh, there is very close link between shelter and livelihood. So it is, I mean, the people they are in the informal sector because, you know, I mean, they're not because, you know, I mean, they're looking for shelter, but because, you know, they have a livelihood uh, link with that uh, area. And so how does, uh, and also, uh, there would be future questions. Uh, time may not be as yet ripe. Uh, because uh, the private participation has not yet happened if and when uh, uh, there would be private part- uh, state, uh, participation uh, in the area based development component how that would interface with the uh, vendors in that uh, area so that again uh, remains a uh, um, question okay
1: okay just related to this because after that i'll request uh, uh dr arjun Kumar to uh, make some observation also we have uh, some of some of the interesting questions that we already have here but before uh, uh moving to the questions i have another uh, uh, question uh, or i want to know from you like you you talked about the private sector participation and uh, it is the not the new thing because even after the liberalization in 1990s there was a lot of uh, human cry over the Private sector participation. Government is always promoting well, uh, the, or, or they want to facilitate or promote the private sector participation, especially in the urban sector. Uh, but even uh, under the smart cities mission, if we see the funding component, the proportion of funding which is actually coming from the private sector, they are not that much. So, what are the real lacuna? What you, uh, that you think uh, actually hindering these enter entering of these or, or these? Uh, entry of these private sectors within the entire smart city framework. So what are the major lacunas that these cities have?
2: Uh, See, I mean, um, uh, that is because, you know, I mean, the smart cities, um, one, there is a a huge uh, global slowdown. Uh, So the real estate uh, sector, um, by and large, uh, it's, not doing well uh, so there so then uh, and the uh, smart cities that the main uh, opportunity for participation is the uh, uh, area based development uh, component uh, so unless the real estate sector performs well uh, the fund flow into the you know, abd component uh, would be uh, less there could be also participation by the uh, uh, other sectors, for example, um, the, the IT or the uh, software uh, companies. So about uh, the data infrastructure. But so far uh, uh, we have not uh, seen. I think you know. I mean, uh, there is a kind of uh, wariness because I mean uh, to engage with the city uh, because um, the city is. Um, it's kind of the city governance in India is seen as uh, messy. Um, so, uh, as I mean, uh, so the private participation would happen in when the, there is some area which is very well uh, uh, bundled. Uh, say, for example, I mean, uh, distribution of uh, power, uh, which happened in uh, many. Uh, so, uh cities like I mean in Calcutta there is CAC which is there historically but in uh, Delhi it has been privatized uh, but under the smart city scheme of the things the scope for that aspect remains less so uh, because the smart city is uh, the smart city mission per se the, or the you know, smart city companies limited XYZ city smart city company limited it is not in charge of the distribution of any of the uh, basic infrastructure. It is there only for metering. So the, this interface needs to be sorted out. So unless, you know, I mean, the uh, there is a um, the distribution and the metering are not uh, by the uh, same agency, then how do you, what are the battery designs? What are the, uh, what are the uh, 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 responsibilities uh, Where does the responsibility of the distributing agency uh, ends and where does the responsibility of the smart city agency uh, begins? So these interfaces needs to be uh, sorted out and except I mean the Pune I mean I I went through I mean some of the uh, detailed. uh, Documents yeah. of the company, uh, smart city company setting up the documents, except for the Pune smart city uh, component. Also, I, I mean, uh, I have not studied 100 uh, smart city documents, but I mean, some of the uh, main smart cities, the bigger ones, um, the for, uh, top 20 uh, ones. So, except for Pune, I did not really find in other places case, that the interface between the uh, different city agencies and the smart city have been. Well articulated. Okay. So, so that is why you know, I mean, uh, what we are seeing is kind of a institutional fragmentation. But that institutional fragmentation is being sought to be managed through a personal integration by putting the same person in charge of both the agencies. Both agencies. So same person is wearing two hats. So that also, again, is questionable development so if there is a conflict between i mean i might be a little bit more pessimistic but i mean if there is a conflict of interest between the uh, municipal government and the smart city so who, who uh,
1: arbitrates in that yeah. so, so let me now take some of the questions which have been posted here uh, until
0: and... then should i uh,
1: uh, yes, yes yes please. yes please uh-huh.
0: yes okay okay thanks nice. right sir uh, uh, as you uh, rightly mentioned that, so uh, you have studied some of the DPRs or the smart cities plan, uh, the the one which was submitted. Is it coming on the screen? So yes, this yes. this is one study mm-hmm. uh, which we did and specifically analyzed uh, uh, Bhuvaneshwar, yeah. and uh, wherein ward-wise we took mm-hmm. the socio-economic and demographic details yeah. and saw that which which wards should be. Uh, taken up from the point of view of informality and, and various things. And uh, we have looked into that. So my questions are very, uh, uh, I would say precise. Rightly, sir, you are mentioning that, uh, sorry, that uh, <clears throat> there should be in the integration. And you know the uh, IC3, which we call it integrated command control center uh, in short. Uh, uh, th- there has been some push, and most of our smart cities are, I would say, supply side coming out from the government because the PPP is really not working. What uh, SPVs we and asked for, so uh, specifically, uh, so Bhuvaneshwar has been uh, earlier also ranked the top, uh, you know, in the smart city. So we were re- really looking into it. Many of the other para statels are uh, doing really uh, great uh, uh, in Odisha. I would say. Uh, so much so that uh, be it street vendor or be it, ur- uh, be it urban housing or mm-hmm. be it rental housing, many many, uh, many success stories have come from Bhurneshwar. And Odisha uh, also is not very, I would say, developed uh, among the developed states in the country. Uh, so what is leading it and uh, how this, uh, I would say, bureaucratic cities which we have uh, can be pushed to attain some of the uh, ease of living agenda, Uh, Other than that, sir, you really uh, mentioned about the role of uh, uh, other parastatals and coordinating agencies uh, to look into all these aspects of service delivery, especially to the informal uh, uh, economy or say those engaged in unorganized sector, informal sector. Uh, Sir, how do you envisage that given the condition of the smart cities mission now, which is not really pushing and uh and what what odisha is envisaging to look into this populace which is sometimes called illegal sometimes not welcomed in this migration and covid times uh, sir so how do you foresee our cities especially uh, focusing upon this agenda i really had a chance to 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 visit with many professors in us and uh, other countries of the world to look into their smart cities program us Ooh. has something called smart cities us america then we have smart cities uh, uh, europe then we have smart cities also australia councils mm-hmm. uh, uh, many of them so mm-hmm. a lot of things there the investment is really uh, 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 into automation or something mm-hmm. you know very high tech uh, uh, tech thing and they, they are investing mm-hmm. to the tune of i would say 10 20 30 years mm-hmm. so th- their projects and, and their investment is entirely of different nature whereas we are still struggling for the issues of land for the issues of entitlement. So, sir, how do you see that we should move ahead? And perhaps, uh, sir, you can answer these, or so, Deep sir, do you want to collect all the questions so that Professor Chatterjee can answer? Or, sir, uh, howsoever you want to go. I,
2: th- I think maybe, you know, I mean, uh, these are uh, very uh, robust questions. So, uh, I think uh, it would be better to answer these and then I can uh, take more questions. Um, so, um, coming to the issue of uh, informal sector, uh, Orissa, see, again, you know, I mean, it kind of depends on the political culture uh, of the um, uh, state, uh, or uh, rather the main um, uh, political leadership of the state. And in Orissa, in that sense, has been uh, quite fortunate uh, because uh, it has a um, uh, welfare oriented uh, political culture. Uh, Many of the uh, development initiatives in Orissa has, I mean, um, had sought to learn from uh, Kerala or uh, uh, other uh, good uh, Indian states. So, in fact, I mean, in uh, terms of accommodating the informal sector, uh, you might be knowing that, I mean, Orissa has really taken taken a very momentous major steps. Uh, One is that the Jaga Mission, um, that I mean, OSHA has launched a program which is the uh, largest um, um, uh, program of its kind to uh, uh, give land title to the uh, urban uh, informal sector, and that program is being rolled out uh, all over the state. Uh, to it has been rolled out to all uh, the major e-will-bees except the uh, municipal corporations. So, except Bhubaneswar uh, or I mean two, three uh, bigger cities, it is being rolled out in about uh, 105 or six cities. And now, the next phase, it is going to be rolled out to the, uh, to Buh-Nushar and the uh, Qatar and the other uh, bigger uh, cities. And so, that is uh, one program which I would say is a really smart program. Um, how the program have been done, I mean, uh, so you see, I mean, giving ZAN titles, RAND is one of the most contentious uh, contentious uh, issue in India. And almost, I mean, so many court cases are there uh, which are uh, linked to Zand issues. So here, again, the land question was managed very well, and that was through smart technology. Uh, so what was done uh, was a state level agency, uh, I mean, um, at the state level, there was one agency was uh, um, assigned the task of uh, mapping the uh, informal uh, settlements through, um, uh, what is that? Um, um, uh, through um, uh, aerial uh, survey uh, through drone, drone uh, survey uh, and then uh, local ngos were given the task I mean, and uh, tata trusts were the agency which i mean handled the, the process uh, local ngos local community organizations were given the task of verifying the data on the ground so it is at the same time a technology driven process as well as a uh, backed up by uh, on the ground uh, verification um, so some of our students had also been uh, working in this uh, jaga mission uh, so um, So that has been uh, a uh, very, very uh, uh, people-friendly move. Again, Odisha had been uh, one of the uh, pioneers in implementing the Street Vendors Act. And again, uh, when uh, this pandemic happened, so it was the first state again to start a a state-level livelihood uh, support program for the urban informal sector. So, um, the political leadership in the state had been very focused upon, um, and it's a development oriented uh, political leadership uh, which focused on um, the, um, improving the lot of the urban informal sector. But uh, when it comes to implementing the, the process, that has been done by the state bureaucratic uh, apparatus. Uh, unlike Kerala, where, uh, you know, I mean, the mayors are uh, empowered. Uh, so in uh, Odisha, uh, the municipal commissioner is uh, really the uh, key uh, person in the uh, uh, urban local body. Uh, so the state uh, housing and urban development department had been been run by uh, a very efficient uh, secretary, uh, Mr. Mati Bratanan, and uh, so uh, he had been uh, uh this um the main anchor behind i mean many of this uh development oriented uh programs um so uh in uh, and uh what was the, the other question that was about uh uh, uh, uh one one was so about... it
0: was it was about the kind of project smart cities oh, is taking
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Perhaps yes. new new field, the green field or the brown yes, field. Yes. Uh, How yes. we are envisaging? Yes. yes um, Look
2: so, so, um, uh, <clears throat> so smart city. You know, in India also we had um, the experience of developing greenfield uh, smart cities. One is the gift city in uh, Ahmedabad, uh, in Dholera again in, uh, in Gujarat. I think I mean those were kind of the initial visions which might have. Um, um, I mean, they are behind setting up uh, 100 uh, smart cities mission, uh, but, you know, I mean, in, in India, uh, getting land uh, for uh, such uh, big uh, greenfield uh, cities uh, are uh, problematic. One uh, such example is the case of uh, Amaravati, uh, where um, this... Uh, <clears throat> the land issue had been uh, contentious. Uh, although in Amaravati, the land acquisition was not done by the, uh, applying the Land Acquisition Act, but under the, uh, the land pooling uh, process. But um, for uh, this kind of greenfield, cities would always uh, take a long time. And uh, given the uh, economic uh, scenario, uh, so th- uh, there is a huge amount of uncertainty uh, is that how much time it would take uh, for the uh, greenfield uh, cities to uh, really uh, fructify. Um, in China, uh, there been, had been a lot of I mean, this greenfield uh, urban development, uh, while those greenfield urban development had been a trigger behind China's phenomenal uh, economic growth, but also at the same time, a lot of ghost infrastructure were built. Um, So, in India, uh, where, you know, I mean, the land is a, uh, we don't have that much uh, liberty with the land. Land is a premium. In India, there is a huge land scarcity. So, we need to be doubly cautious about um, building greenfield uh, smart cities. Uh, But there is always huge opportunity to improve upon the, uh, uh, the existing smart cities through technology infusion. So in my view, the uh, smart cities vision really need to focus upon the pan city component uh, and more specifically on the command and control center, uh, rather than on the area-based development, which can be left to the private sector to develop. I mean, which is a, uh, which is nothing but a, uh, urban renewal or real um, estate uh, development. So the state can uh, uh, focus upon improving public spaces, but uh, building the um, uh, building part of it uh, could be uh, left to uh, private sector. So that can be an opportunity for uh, public-private partnership in the area-based uh, development component. Uh, and the smart city act uh, allows for that but i think you know I mean the uh, if we really want our cities to be smart we need to redefine what outcome we really want our cities to come out so we need to have an evidence based uh, uh, framework set uh, at the end of 5 years uh, how much improvement we expect in terms of delivery of uh, water, how much uh, improvement we expect in in, uh, garbage collection, and uh, how how much we can improve upon uh, uh, in affordable housing. So these are uh, areas which cuts across many uh, domains. So to monitor these uh, developments, (laughs) <laughs> as the uh, NITI AYOK has been empowered as the uh, coordinating agency for uh, the sustainable development goals by the state governments, so the NITI AYOK has got a dashboard for monitoring, the smart city uh, command and control centers could be similarly empowered uh, to monitor the uh, city's environmental progress, the uh, city's progress in delivering um, uh, affordable housing, uh, delivering uh, water metering uh, or uh, collection of taxes, so all these the smart city, the uh, ICCS could really become the data or the knowledge hub for the city and not be limited to a smart city uh, limited, but rather be the model agency for the data dissemination for for the urban governance as a whole. Um, then there is, of course, a bigger question of about, I mean, who is in charge of the city. I think that would require a greater uh, political consensus
1: um,
2: to take effect. And I, I'm, uh, I'm of the view that, I mean, uh, the 74th uh, Act itself also requires to be revisited uh, because uh, we really cannot, I mean, uh, we have cities of various uh, sites Sizes and uh, capabilities. Uh, we really cannot have a, a one-size-fits-all uh, kind of a solution. So the uh, you know, the bigger cities, the uh, capital cities, those need to be empowered to a different degree compared to tier three, tier four uh, cities, who perhaps require uh, much more handholding.
0: Thank you. Thank you, uh, Professor Chatterjee. One one thing, really, I also wanted to ask that. Uh, uh, in terms of cities, the push of cities from the government of India, uh, what has been in, envisaged that uh, this Delhi to Mumbai corridor, a lot of cities would come up. Uh, similarly, Mumbai to uh, Bangalore, yes. Bangalore to Chennai, Amritsar to Kolkata. BMIC, uh, BMIC corridors, yes. Yeah, mm. Yes, yes. But so why nothing from you know uh, our Kolkata to Hyderabad yes. or let us say Chennai? Why mm. the eastern side? And uh, I would say, uh, uh, historically, this has been our industrial belt. So I, in your view, uh, is it the next slide problem? Or, but uh, th- uh, why that part is missing? Because uh, uh, Bhuvaneshwar is really uh, leading it uh, in terms of smart cities. So you can choose to also incorporate uh, this in the, in the interest of time. uh, uh said, would, would you like to
1: uh, have you can c- collect all the questions yes uh, so about the pre- questions, pre- questions pre- which pre- have been asked yes, yes actually. Yes, I, yes. huh, I, I think i think uh, some of the aspects that professor has already been uh, has already touched i think you have already answered some of the questions which are there in the uh, q a box uh, but uh, I, one question is uh, uh, what i think it seems to be interesting that uh, uh, there is a lot of uh, discussion on this smart city 2.0 Mm-hmm. Uh, off late. Okay, so uh, the question is, have we succeeded in Smart City 1.0 that we can have the vision of a 2.0? And if that is the case, do our uni- union, state and local government have the necessary funds? And if yes, so how have they been utilized in the first place? Mm-hmm. So uh, so do we really need a new Smart City 2.0?
2: Uh, well, I think um, there is a... Um move, I mean, I heard so. Uh, I mean, I was consulted by uh, one of the uh, agencies uh, who are doing an audit of the, I mean, they have been asked to do an audit of the uh, all uh, urban development re- related uh, schemes. I will not name the agency or uh, the schemes uh, for which uh, was there. But five major urban development schemes, uh, Smart City, PMAY, um, Amruth, um, and Bharat um, uh, mission and national urban livelihood mission. Uh, so there is a, I mean, and that the government uh, had done also in the case of JN and URM earlier. So there was an audit about, I mean, the, the schemes and how uh, the schemes are performing. What are the, uh, what do we learn? So whether the, um, uh, and, and uh, a report is being prepared on uh, that round. Um, and so whether, um, those would be acted upon or not, that remains a uh, dif- uh, difficult question that needs to be addressed at a political uh, level. Um, now, uh, when it comes to whether we need a smart city 2.0, uh, I would definitely say that yes, definitely we require a smart city 2.0, but what contours and parameters of that would take? Um, uh, I think, I mean, there is a um, uh, scope for a lot of, I mean, uh, deliberation on that. And um, I'm of the, uh, it is my, again, very personal uh, view that uh, the SVV mode, uh, which might work very well when you set up an uh, airport uh, or um, uh, or um, uh, any kind of other kind of a standalone uh, infrastructure, might work, but. When it comes to the city as a whole, um, uh, so uh, the need for a uh, special purpose vehicle uh, as a parallel government uh, institution uh, that remains, I mean, questionable to me. What are do we really gaining anything uh, by doing that? Except, you know, I mean, uh, maybe facilitating some of the uh, contracts. But again, I mean, there are a whole lot of I mean questions about uh, the issues of uh, transparency and uh, also uh, urban uh, data governance. Uh, in case of um, so so uh, so, I think you know, I mean, if we go for a smart city 2.0, I think the first area when, which we should look for is that uh, to uh, align the smart city vision with more tangible uh, outcomes. I mean, I mentioned that uh, the SDG framework has one such uh, tangible uh, uh, way of doing it because the government of India has already uh, accepted the SDG framework. Um, So uh, that is, I mean, we need to realign with the smart cities to make them more people friendly and make the governance processes uh, more transparent and uh, equitable. Uh, so I think that should be the priority of the um, uh, smart city uh, 2.0. When it comes to about uh, setting up about new infrastructure, new greenfield smart cities, um, so I think I mean, given the uh, unstable uh, economic scenario, um, that uh, remains uh, problematic. And now I come back to Dr. Uh, Kumar's point about um, Mumbai Industrial Corridor or uh, Bangalore uh, Mumbai Industrial Corridor? So you know, I mean, see, uh, there there are several angles to it. I mean, even though the uh, the project was set up as a long time back, I mean, by now it's over ten years. Uh, I don't think, I mean, not much uh, really happened on the ground. Uh, Desi Mumbai Industrial Corridor, uh, and the project is also uh, lagging behind because the objective in the Desi Mumbai Industrial Corridor was to uh, create uh, manufacturing zones along high-speed railway uh, uh, corridor. Um, so, uh, but manufacturing sector in India as such, has not really been picking up. So the corridor, it um, has would be uh, finding uh, takers. Um, now coming to the uh, question of, I mean, why those are in one area, why not in the other uh, parts of the city? I think, I mean, that answer is fairly obvious because you know, I mean, uh, the western and the uh, southern states in India uh, had been uh, economically far more uh, dynamic compared to uh, uh, Bengal or uh, Odisha or uh, the eastern states. So I think, you know, I mean, uh, they had been uh, much more uh, economically uh, dynamic and their urbanization level itself has been uh, much uh, higher compared to the urbanization level uh, of um, this uh, in the, uh, Eastern uh, states. Uh, but um, on the ha- other hand, we already have the golden quadrilateral, uh, which is already uh, in place. But in both Bengal and Odisha, there had been major conflicts regarding uh, land acquisition in Bengal, there had been the uh, incidents. Uh, In Odisha, there had been this POSCO uh, incident. Uh, So even if, I mean, uh, uh, such uh, uh, industrial corridors uh, are to be uh, set up, uh, then land acquisition will become uh, problematic. uh, Most recently, we saw as in the case of Andhra, um, so, I mean, uh, one government uh, was, I mean, going for Amravati as the capital, the government changed, and the, then there is a rethink, and now they're going for a three-capital uh, process. So, here again, you know, I mean, that uh, brings up the question of uh, the smart cities. So, smart city, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the smart city is nothing but a, a central government mission. Uh, so, it does not have the smart city plan, does not have a statutory backing. Uh, it is not a plan which is, uh, which is like the master plan. Uh, it does not, I mean, so the Smart City uh, mission um, uh, is also in that sense, uh, there could be, I mean, the change in priorities uh, for, uh, by, by the government. So, uh, I mean, uh, that is a larger question. So then uh, what happens then to the fate of the uh, SPVs? So um, there are, uh, I mean, uh, this is also a point, you know, in which we raised in our uh, book, I mean. <clears throat> so, and so there are, from uh, governance angle, we need uh, to uh, relook at the smart cities uh, mission uh, in a uh, much more uh, closer manner.
1: Uh, well, uh, we have also uh, with Sunidhi Agarwal, she is a researcher with MPRI and she is joining from Jamshedpur. So, uh, Swiniti, you may please ask your uh, question or if you have any comments uh, on this Professor uh, Chatterjee's lecture. Uh, Thank you, sir. Thank you, Professor Chatterjee for such an informative session. I really like the points put forth by you. So, uh, there's one question which is uh, uh, SCM was also meant to invite foreign investment, but these have been restricted to only a few developed states. Poorer states living us states having uh, smart cities in itself is a contradiction they continue to tag further increasing regional or interstate inequalities do we really want to progress exclusively in this aspect
2: i think it's a very uh, values laden question uh, so um, uh, i i would say that uh, when it comes to Odisha, Odisha being a prime example of a state which is a, a rural state with only 17% urbanization level. The same is the case of the uh, neighboring states like Chhattisgarh or Jharkhand. Um, so do we really require a smart city in uh, here or not? Um, my uh, point would be we definitely need to speed up urbanization uh, because um, uh, urbanization is a way of uh, uh, to uh, create uh, employment opportunities for uh, non-agricultural sector. Um, but what form and structure that urbanization would take place? Uh, that I mean, uh, I would suggest that you know, I mean, uh, we definitely require a state-level urban strategy. Uh, in fact, that is one of the other point I mean, uh, which I had been making uh, is that. Um, uh, sustainable Development Goals Framework uh, initiated by the uh, UN. Uh, the, uh, a parallel move along with that is a National Urban, uh, I mean, uh, anyway, uh, New Urban Agenda. So the New Urban Agenda requires uh, the national government and the state governments, I mean also national governments of each country to uh, frame an urban policy. Uh, but for a very complicated uh, state country like India, uh, where um, it is not possible for the national urban agenda to truly articulate uh, 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 an implementable uh, urban uh, policy. It has to be because the state level characteristics vary uh, very widely uh, from Bihar to uh, Kerala uh, to from Mizoram to Maharashtra. There are huge uh, diversity. So we need to have a state-level urbanization uh, policy, urban policy, uh, to guide uh, what should be the urban strategy for that particular state. Um, uh, My uh, point is that we know for uh, far too long, we had sought to uh, keep urban and the rural as two polar opposites. But we need to recognize also that there is a strong link between agriculture and urbanization. Uh, And agriculture had been a trigger behind urbanization, um, whether we uh, accept it or not. I mean, many places in India, uh, the change that is happening is is happening in an in-situ manner, in a spontaneous uh, uh, manner. So we need to bring those changes under a structured and a planning uh, mechanism. Now coming to the question of whether to uh, have a smart city or not, I would definitely say uh, we uh, require smart city. We definitely require more technology uh, infusion in the city, but when it comes to the um, smart city as uh, envisaged under the smart city mission, I think that the mission requires a uh, rethink. Uh, But uh, as a concept, we definitely require uh, more smart city. We definitely require uh, more um uh, uh, application of smart technology to improve uh, the quality of life uh in the cities uh, but what is the smartness <clears throat> that needs to be uh, redefined
1: so well as uh, uh, uh well thank you thank you professor chatterjee for all your comments and spending time with you as well i also do agree with you that the real smartness lies in uh, making the cities liveable for the entire population, not for not for a section of section of the city. And actually, uh, I, I just uh, I, I'm just thinking of Amartya Shen was once described India uh, as a place of place uh, where the islands of California exist amidst a sea of sub-Saharan Africa. So what the smart cities is doing, this mission has done, it actually created some smart pockets, not the smart cities. Uh, in in the Indian context. And if we really want to mitigate these uh, inequities, which is arising out of it, uh, we really need to meet as you rightly pointed out, we need to rethink the entire smart cities mission, we need to realign the uh, smart cities with uh, maybe maybe with the broad objective, if, if we follow the outcome based Evaluation of the smart cities mission. It is important to realign the smart cities objectives and priorities with that of the sustainable development goals. You you also uh, touched upon all these points in, uh, during your presentation. So 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 India obviously needs an urban agenda which is much more wide ranging. Uh, it's sustainable and locally locally driven than the one which is centered only on the new smart cities. Uh, well, uh, thank you, thank you very much uh, for being with us, uh, Professor Chatterjee and for spending. And for delivering such an insightful lecture, uh, we will look forward to you for uh, for some further future research collaboration with you, as well as uh, in some of our future events also. Because under the City Conversation uh, series, we are uh, going to have a series of uh, uh, experts who are going to come up uh, over the uh, next uh, two months, at least up to I think uh, if I am I- correct, uh, I think we are full up to uh, December end. So, so almost and also also we will be uh, continuing with this city conversation talk so we hope to have uh, uh, more often uh, with you and if arjun if you have any uh, closing remarks,
0: no no i was saying that perhaps the the students there can join the event <laughs> whenever and sir can also join yes. us for our next conversation to conversation. discuss yes and ask question from all the experts And thank you so much for and I congratulate once again and thank you for putting across such a very elaborate topic and sharing your things with us.
2: Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Kumar and uh, Professor Chaturvedi. It's really a pleasure uh, to interact uh, on uh, such an important issue, and I mean it is really a very interesting thing. And as um, Professor Chaturvedi, you uh, mentioned about Amartya Sen's uh, comment, so let me also end with uh, one of uh, another Amartya Sen's um, comment. So he said, you know, I mean the. Uh, In India, what is true of about one thing in India, its opposite is also true. So, uh, and I mean, nowhere do we see these contradictions in India more so than in the Indian cities. Uh, And uh, no wonder that the smart city has um, mission has, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, brought out in the open uh, these contradictions. So, um, uh, I uh, thank you uh, again, you know, and I'll be very happy to uh, engage uh, uh, again in future. Um, so, um, um, Dr. Kumar, uh, thanks a lot for uh, inviting, and Dr. Chattopadhyay uh, for uh, very um, informative and uh, um, illustrative um, um, introduction and uh, conclusion
1: thank you thank you thank you professor thank you. So have a nice day have a nice day and also uh, i would like on behalf of the team i would like to thank all the participants uh, who actually have attended this uh, city conversation topic so please stay tuned for more such conversations thank you thank have a nice day yeah
2: okay thank you